I found your Apple Pencil on the ground. I've already lost this thing <laughs> and found it maybe six times. And there's like this little secret passageway come through the mountain to like get down to the beach. Yeah. I turn to my left and I'm like, was that Haley Bieber? Haley Bieber and Kendall Jenner, their little squad, are walking right down the to the beach. And I'm like, what the heck is going on? Bieber was there. I was on the dance floor New Year's Eve and I'm just like, I'm just vibing out. Look to my left and I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> Whoa, I did not, I didn't expect you to be here. Motivation isn't there when you need it the most. So having a why for why you want to create content and what your goal is to get out of it will help you stay consistent. When you're thinking about the content that you want to make, is it going to be entertaining? Are you inspiring them? Or are you giving value? Are you are you educating? And I would say the best people can do all three. I'm a little different. I, I kind of hit all three typically on every video. <laughs> I don't feel like I've ever been inspired by you, but that's just, maybe that's just me. Creating a long form piece of content like a YouTube video or like a podcast is a hack because you can repurpose that content. Tip three, it's consistency. You can't expect to win man if you're not yeah. showing up you're not getting the bats be as consistent as you can be to where you can follow it up the following week and the following week after that if you have an idea and you've talked about it before you can talk about it again you just maybe change it up a little bit add some different b-roll or use a different hook how bad do you want it are you setting aside the time are you writing up your scripts on monday so you can film on tuesday and on wednesday you're editing on thursday you batching stuff you have to have a system for those things or you're just going to fail Check, check. Oh yeah, I sound good. Yeah. All right, I guess it is just me today. Let me pull out these notes. Here we go. Episode 93, how to dominate social media in 2024. I guess we're just gonna rip it. All right, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode 93 of the 505 podcast. I don't know where everybody's at, um, so I think it's just me today. Holy shit. If you guys were wondering, I'm back and I am so fast. Okay. Whoa. Do you see these? These are these are track shoes. And I'm preparing for a marathon. And so I just got done running, I think it was 12 miles tonight. 650 pace. Just Is that keep, where you were at? Just to keep it light. I'm wearing a hoodie too. So And dude, not a <sighs> not that? a bead of uh no, sweat it, on your face. No, yeah, I've I've just kind of Are uh, those new? Yeah, they're brand new. Hold oh. on, wait, wait, let me see those again. Yeah, what do they you. say on them? They say nothing No human is limited. No human is limited. Yes. It's hard for me to read. They let Upside you buy down. those. Yeah. You know what's also ridiculous though is Nike doesn't send didn't send me a box. I was a little confused. I saw that. What's up with that? Is that like a new thing that we're doing now? We just don't send boxes? I think they're trying to be environmentally conscious. That's ridiculous. But you like your boxes. You save all your shoe boxes. I just kind of like a, a home for them. You I know? get it. I like, to, I like a home for it. Should we start us off with a one-handed crack? Yeah. Got some leisure. What what flavor are you going with? Blueberry today, baby. The one-handed crack presented by Leisure Hydration. Come Here on. we go. Okay, ready? Oh, that was that was really good. Good, Brayden. Bro, was that there pre or was that there after? I think that was pre. This one's here pre. Okay, so we got a couple pre's. We're gonna give that's gonna be an eight nine. Yeah, that was that was really solid. Okay, right, so hit me with it. Right handed, not mm. doing so hot. I might try left handed. Does that give me any extra points? I I I, I gotta see it. I gotta see it to believe it. God, <laughs> Absolutely dude, pitiful. That was so bad. That was awful, dude. I can't even get it. Okay, you know, it's it's not about how you start, it's how you finish. Hold on. Okay, it's going to be a 3-9. Um, but hey, 
what's really cool though about this drink is linked down below and it is a direct way to support the boys yes keon really wants to move up here to la and you guys Mm -hmm. are kind of you guys specifically are suppressing him from doing that yeah if you don't go cop a leisure okay they're on amazon i personally like the blueberry but they got a little mixed thing you can do the blueberry lemonade or tropical mango you want to know how good they are Hmm. we're already running low because um, my girlfriend is stealing one every time she comes over that's unacceptable. I know. We, we got to get we got to get those back. No bullshit though. These are delicious. Oh, I'm a big fan. Blue, yeah. Like I said, blueberry. I'm doing it every day. It's got a little ashwagandha in it. Calms me down at the end of the day. Some magnesium. Yeah. It's good stuff, dude. But this is uh, this is going to be one of my favorite pods, I think. I think this one specifically. Yeah. We're holding down the fort per usual. We're just holding it down. Holding Hold- it down. We miss our good buddy Chase. Have, have, dude, I haven't seen him all year. Oh, I found this on the ground. So I was going to notice. So if you guys or watching the video on YouTube, one sub, two, hit a like. Three, Costa's got an iPad, which is huge for the program. Yeah, massive. You wanna know what's crazy though, is this would never happen to me personally, but this is on the ground. I found your Apple Pencil on the ground. Oh, did you? Yeah, and it's one of those things that mine would never fall off because I have this really cool case. Really cool case. I'll give it back to you. Um, I've already lost this thing (laughs) and found it maybe six times. So was the case just a little out of the budget? You just couldn't get the case. Here's what, here's, okay, in all honesty, the reason I didn't get the case was because I wanted it to, I don't even know why I didn't get a case. I think I thought it was going to fuck up my, like, ability to have it lay flat Mm. while I wrote. Um, Am I regretting not getting a case? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's pretty flat. But But, no, it's it's fine. It's fine. So you did take social off your phone. Have you been, okay, have you been feeling good about that? So I had this idea. Okay where or i had the thought Mm. and i i think a lot of people might be able to relate to me on this where i just feel like i'm too addicted to my phone more specifically social media became such a habit of like not even just first thing in the morning i'm looking at my phone scrolling through instagram i'm talking about i didn't feel i could be um doing anything not stimulated I'm in the, I'm going down the elevator to go to get in my car. I'm looking at Instagram or I'm walking to my car. If I don't have, you know, if I have street parking this week or this month, (laughs) bullshit, (laughs) look at my fucking phone, like at the gym, like I feel like any chance I got, like, I don't even know how many times a day I was picking up my phone out of my pocket and checking oh, social I'm so, media. I'm so curious what I'm at. What, what Do you have an idea of what you were at? So I don't know, but I want to show you something cool. Okay, show me. My screen time. Yeah. What was, it, what was your screen time at and what was it, what's I, it moved down I to? I don't know what it's at, but my daily average is three hours and 10 minutes and it's down 39% from last week. Wow. So I it's a- working. I average pick it up 91 times. Oh, you can see average pickup time? Is yeah, that under daily, screen time? Daily, daily average is 91 pickups. Where do you see that? If you go under screen time yeah. and then you click uh, see all app and website activity, uh, I'm averaging 91 pickups a day. Oh my God. One time oh. on Sunday, I had 138 pickups. It's mostly messages is my biggest one and Instagram is second. 121 averages. Okay. My biggest one now is messages. And out, f- messages and Outlook are me. One, two, three. Dude, I'm just texting everyone because I'm like not, te- I'm not checking social. I'm like, I'm where te- can I get my fix in? You know, like hitting up people I haven't talked to in years. You're like, hey, just, just yeah, checking yeah. in. What are you up to? Just checking in. I will say though, um, <laughs> <laughs> so you have to have the discipline to like not re-download the app. Mm-hmm. But I will say not having it on my phone 
has made me feel more present when I'm outside of the house. Inside of the house, like I'll, I'll check, um, I'll check Instagram or TikTok on my iPad. It's weird because because it's native to a phone, like you have to stretch the screen. So it's not as enjoyable of an experience even looking at on the iPad. So that's kind of helped. But I have felt that like, because I don't have it on my phone and I'm keeping the discipline of not re-downloading it out at dinner or just like out on my everyday life. Um, I think when I was first doing it, cause I've had this for about two weeks now, like the first couple of days I'm reaching for my phone and like, I'm just like, trying to use it and then i realized that social media is not on my phone so i'm like all right i'm just putting it back in my pocket and now i find myself reaching for my phone less that's awesome and it's been great i really enjoy it i i oh yep just spill the drink you know yeah it's fine dude, <laughs> damn. dude. hold on please hold <laughs> we got a flag on the play that is a huge flag on the play because has dropped the leisure all over his phone you know, on the topic of, of new things going into the new year, yeah. I've been a journal guy for the last, let's see, uh, about since God, about eight years, I think I've been a journal guy. Okay. I've started it in college, picked yeah. it up then. That's it? it? Yeah, I think Only eight. I think eight. <laughs> I think eight. But I've recently, in the last two years, I've switched the iPad. So I do all my uh, note-taking and notability. But okay. there's just something about the physical journal that I mm -hmm. want to get back into. So yeah. yesterday I went and bought two journals now. I'm a two journal. Two? Yeah, yeah, two. So I wanted a to-do journal that I can, because dude, there's something about writing it down. It's not the same in your phone as having the notes list. It's just not the same. Totally. So I want to have a physical to-do that I can go right in the thing, cross it off. It's in a pocket notebook okay. for Moleskin. Then I got the bigger one that I'm actually going to make my, you know, my figs, figs rock talk, daily rock talk in. So the bigger one's gonna be like your daily check-in. Yeah, yeah, like my feelings. My yeah, my I usually go like a free write, and then if anything comes up, and I'm saving the iPad for everything podcast and business related. Okay. So that way I'm kind of separating this like almost leisure, like therapeutic activity, and then business stuff will stay on the iPad. Yeah. Because I still love notability, how I can separate it by everything. You know, it's just really nice to have the categories, and it's super easy to find and whatnot. Um, and then I love having it. Obviously, you copied me for the podcast. It's, yes. It's a game changer to have it on the table. You don't have to have this huge mega 27-inch laptop that is just kind of sitting up with us. A little hard to see my notes. Uh, uh, yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Is that for you? know? Difficult? Yeah. And I'm kind of worried that the viewer is going to see what we're going to talk about beforehand because I'm kind of showing my cards here. Yeah, kind of showing it out. Dude, yeah. I, if, you, if you guys are watching again on YouTube, I mean, I'm leaps and bounds tanner than you right now. <laughs> and I know that bugs you. Dude. <laughs> I recently learned, this is something you learn when you get a girlfriend, is that there's different skin complexions. Okay. You have olive skin. Mm -hmm. I have red skin. Oh. Like I have red undertones. You have olive undertones. People with olive undertones get tan so easily. That's a thing. And I, it, I takes, me, it takes me so <laughs> much time out in the sun to get kind of tan. Like I don't tan easily. Mm. I feel like you tan so easily. Yeah, I feel like it was like two days, and I'm like, God, oh, you I'm look looking, phenomenal. I'm looking different right now. You like look this is phenomenal. I was out in the land. I went for a little vacation over New Year's, a few days. Went to the Great Land of Mystique, and it, it's a little island right above Venezuela. It's part of Saint Vincent and the Grenadines. Very blue water, and I was I was. 
accent. Yeah. Oh my God. It was so nice. I was going to the beach, a lot of journaling time, a lot of reading time, picked up a couple books before I went. I'm reading a new one called Getting to Yes. That's pretty good. The first one I read, I don't even remember the damn title because I just didn't love it. I got mm. to page like 80 and I was just like flipping through it. I'm like, this just, this, this isn't going to be for me. I'm not going to like this one. And I, I think that people should do that more often because I feel like I used to just always be like, you have to finish the yeah. book no matter what. Fuck that, dude. Yeah. If you don't love it, there's no point in continuing totally. to read it. Like you got, okay, you got your little part of it. Okay, that's fine. You don't love it. Like p- pass it on. Life's too short to reach a book that you don't really enjoy. Totally. So I, I, I flipped it out, pieced out in, what's what, up? Y- you were on an island? I was on an island. Were there anybody else there? There were some people there. Yeah. You know, I was I was out at the beach one day and it, it's like a lot of celebrities go to this island. It's like, okay. It's a lot, it's a thing there. And so I'm, I'm out posted they up. They let you go though? It was like a charity thing again nice. that I got that I was able to go. Me and my buddy Andrew were there and we're just kicking on the beach. And there's like this little secret passageway. Kind of you kind of come through the mountain to like get down to the beach. Yeah. There's a little walkway. Um, and so I'm sitting there. And I turn to my left. And I'm like, glance, because I'm not a stare. Okay. I'm a glancer. You yeah. Know, just quick glance. Who, who was that? Haley Bieber? Haley Bieber and Kendall Jenner, their little squad, are walking right down the, the alley wow. to, to the beach. And I'm like what the heck is going on? And we were just casually at the beach. They're like 10 feet away. They're taking Instagram photos. It was pretty funny. I got to see like the behind the scenes yeah. process. Professionals. Yeah. Professionals in the space. They have a process. They have a process. Like, we're gonna we're talking about a process today. <laughs> Those girls have a process for taking these grand picks, dude. One, yeah. girl, one girl got up, had a little film camera. I'm like, oh, I'm about to get a master class right now from two models on how to do this whole thing. Did you learn some things? I learned that it's just so effortless for these girls. <laughs> there, there was there was no blink. There was no, we got that yeah. one. No, no, no. There was yeah. a girl that had the camera. She goes out. She's got the film camera. Haley and Kendall were like sitting there. She kind of she kind of did like one pose. It's just immediate. Next, but fluid. There's no, it's not like a robot. I'd be like a robot out there. It's just fluid. It's like, boom, hold the book, put the book down, look away, done. That's it. Took 15 seconds. That's, I was, that's I, the difference between amateurs I'm and sit, professionals. I'm sitting on the beach just like... <laughs> Just slow golf up. Slow golf clap. Anybody else see that? <laughs> no, see what's going it on was, here? It was so funny. Uh, we saw Be- Bieber was there. Justin was there. I was on the dance floor New Year's Eve, and I'm just like, yeah, I'm just vibing out, dude. And me and my boy Andrew, I looked to my left, and I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> Whoa, I did not, I didn't expect you to be here, dude. I thought you guys were going to be vibing in your house. And we were one of the first, we get to this party. It starts at 10, goes till two, I think two. So we get there at 1030. We're thinking 1030 is fashionably late. This yeah. place should be packed at 1030. We're one of the first five people there. Nice. I go in and I see this other group of people and I'm like getting a drink at the bar. And I look to my left. I'm like, is that Margot Robbie? <laughs> she's just vibing. Just vi- just having a time at the on the dance floor. There was no one there. There's like literally 10 of us there. And she's just like having time of her life with her friends. And I'm like, that's this is weird. What is what is going on? Um, I chose a I chose a pink shirt, and I don't think if I could go back, <laughs> if I could go, I wish I could show you guys the picture. I'm not a sweater, okay? Not a sweater kind of guy. Yeah, I, I don't. I usually don't. I go to the gym. It takes me a long time to really put in that work. Oh, you're you're you don't sweat. I don't sweat. As, yeah, I thought yeah, you're talking it, about a shirt diff, versus a sweater. It's pretty difficult for me to break a sweat at the gotcha. gym. I, like if I go to the gym sometimes. Now that we got that really fancy gym, yeah, five minutes in the sauna will yeah. just kind of get me like started, nice. and then I go out and then I can like really yeah. start to sweat like crazy. Well, you said you just ran a half marathon. You're not even sweating at all. No, and this is my point though. This is like again, kind of back to the thing. Like I'm, I'm wearing a light pink shirt. My boy Andrew taps on the back. He takes a picture. He goes, "Dude, look at this." I'm like, "Oh my god!" That Margot Robbie saw me looking like this, dude. dude. <laughs> it was fun though. I'm I'm hyped to be back though. Hyped to do the show. I know we missed a week. We're sorry about that. Yeah. But we're holding down the fort. And 
it, it came at a great time though, because this is so value packed that you guys, I think you're going to forgive us right off the bat. You're going to be like, okay, we get why you had to skip a week because this is one of those pods that, you know, you're going to want to lock in for, get your notebook out, get your new notebook out. And it kind of makes sense. I was wondering if you got any of these tips from like Kendall or Haley or Justin, cause they all crush it on social. Yeah. I, I, I wish I could have asked them. <laughs> I wish you imagine <laughs> just on the dance. I'm like, do you have any tips for the five oh five pod? <laughs> It's like, what? <laughs> you can't hear anything. <laughs> it was so fun. Uh, but dude, I uh, I will say the reason why I bought these shoes also on yeah. the topic of marathon. I don't even think, did I say that on the last goal setting pod? I don't think I did. I don't think I talked about <laughs> dude, it. Dude, no, you hit us randomly like, yeah, I'm going to run a pod. You had to one up me, dude. I was like, I want to run a 5K. <laughs> you and you said like, it on the ah, pod. fuck it. So we're, now I think I got to go do an Ironman. We're in the line at LAX. Okay, imagine this. We're headed to the airport. It's like eight o'clock. I left four and a half hours early for an international flight. Okay, get in the get in the queue at LAX, and we're we're far, dude. We're like far away from the airport, and I'm like in this stopped line of traffic. I'm like, okay, we're four and a half hours early. There's no way we're late to this flight, you know. And hour goes by. We've moved like fifty feet in the hour, and I'm like starting to do some math and looking at the map. I'm like. This is gonna be good. And then we just got on the most random topics and Andrew's like, we should run a marathon. Like you won't run a fucking marathon. I'm like, oh, I'll run a marathon, dude. I will run a marathon. We're in that line at LAX. I was so bored. I just went, boom, bought a pair of shoes. I'm like, it's done now. We'll run this marathon. It's gonna be like in, I think June, July, probably somewhere in like August, I wanna say. Is it the LA marathon? I don't think it's the LA marathon. We wanna run somewhere different. It won't be the LA Marathon. We, we were going to go to Germany because it's the flattest one. And, <laughs> and so I was like, this will be a good starter marathon. You you got to get like ro- uh, lottery pick to go into it. Yeah. So then we got to find a different one. We're going to stay stateside. I'm, gonna, I'm like, dude, I want to spend $4,000 to go run. We could yeah. just... We could just run a bunch of laps at the beach, yeah. but I want to, we're going to do a legit one timed and I'm just going to finish it, but I got the shoes now. So now I'm a real, I'm a runner again. Do you have a goal for like time? No, no time yet. Yeah. I, I, I just want to finish the damn thing. Dude, we yeah. ran, we ran while we were there about, a, about two miles. I couldn't walk the next day. And I'm like, only thing I'm thinking about is like, I'm going to do 20, 24 more of those. Yeah. I need to really. 24.2. Yeah. 24.2 more of those. I need some. I'm thinking it was the shoes though, because I didn't have these shoes yet. So, so what's your training split? I, uh, I promise you we're going to get into these tips, but <laughs> no, he's, I'm getting sent it by a friend. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's going to be great. You like run every day. No, I think I'm going to run probably like four or five days a week and I'm still going to lift. So I'm going to run before the gym, then go get big. Dude, you're just a hybrid athlete. Yeah. I'm trying to be like Nick Bear. That's my goal. He's the man. Yeah. He is the man. I want got a great personal brand crushes on social too. And on the topic of personal brand too, we're giving you guys so much gold today, dude. What do you think is one of the first things that you should do if you want to make well, like one of these, you know, personal brands on these, like these people do on social to media. To crush it on social media. Absolutely crush it. So the first tip, the first thing on here is actually not the first tip. Okay. The first tip I think is you got to download the app. <laughs> okay. Okay. There it is. You got to download Instagram. Yeah. Get TikTok. them all. Get them all and put them on an iPad if you can. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Take them off your phone. Um, okay. So the first tip is you want to set a goal. You want to figure out what you want to get out of your content and you want to find a why. Now, Mel Robbins, she's like a motivational speaker. She has a great quote. She says, motivation isn't there when you need it the most. And that's so true. You think about like, you're setting these goals at the new year and you're like, I'm motivated. I'm going to post every single day on social media. And you know, day three comes around, maybe you have a little a streak going. And then after being consistent for a little, you maybe like lose motivation or you miss a day 
and you fall off. And so you think you're going to be motivated when like you're setting your goals and your intentions. But when it comes down to it, like you might not have the motivation to create. Life happens too. So having a why for why you want to create content and what your goal is to get out of it will help you stay consistent. I totally agree. And we talked about this in the goal setting pod. When you have that North Star thing yes. to kind of guide you when you're sad, when you're tired, when whatever happens in life, you pop your tire, your car gets broken into that happened to me again. It was fucking unbelievable, dude. How many times? This is the third time. It's ridiculous. But anyways, when that's when shit happens to you, it's like the North Star is so much more important to me than the feelings that I'm feeling right yeah. now. I got to get it done because this goal is so deeply rooted in my brain. So post your stuff, post these goals in front of you so you can see them frequently. Yeah. Post them on your little whiteboard, post them on, you know, a little piece of paper. And I also think that there's there's kind of three different styles that you guys can pull from, okay? When you're thinking about the content that you wanna make, is it going to be entertaining? Are you a funny person? Are you, you know, you got, you got, you're making people giggle, right? Are you inspiring them, right? Or are you giving value? Are you are you educating? Okay, totally. And I I think that when you go look at all these people who are doing well on social, they usually fall into like one of those little buckets of of stuff, right? And I would say the best people can do all three. Totally. And I I go back to when I was starting out watching Christian Guzman on YouTube. Okay, he was making these long form vlogs where I'm getting his personality, just you know how he is as a person, giving you really long form content. Then he's showing you this motivation like edits in the gym. That's all inspirational stuff. I'm like, oh, I want to be fit. This might get me up off my ass by watching this dude work out. And then you're getting education by him saying, oh, this is the deadlift that we're doing today. And he's totally. going way more slow. It's not as like fast paced. Yeah. It's more educational, which is if you look at your stuff, I think you're doing a really good job of that. You'd post a video yesterday that was at the beach. And I think it was more inspirational in my opinion, but it also did provide value. Sure. You, what you said provided value, but it kind of hit a few of those different buckets. Yeah. Obviously I'm a little different. I, I kind of hit all three typically on every video. <laughs> so educational, funny, yeah. you know, and it, it's, you kind of really encapsulate. Obviously that's rare. Yeah. It's rare. I but. just, I don't feel like I've ever been inspired by you, but that's <laughs> just, maybe that's just me. I think you bring up a good point though. Like I'm trying to think of myself, right? Or, you know, let's take when I was uh, really heavy into shooting concerts. Okay. Okay. You take concert photography, right? Okay. If you're entertaining your audience or you're trying to market yourself and like you want to, you know, maybe land new clients or you want to book new gigs as a concert photographer, right? You maybe you'll post your photos that you take at the show. Uh, maybe you make a video recap of the show. You can post that. If you're trying to educate, right, which I've done before within the niche of uh, concert photography, this is how you build a deeper connection with your community. And it would be me teaching my audience or making videos about concert photography, how to, you know, get sharper images when you're shooting in a club or um, why you should have a wide angle lens and a telephoto lens, like educating your audience on how to do what you do. And the third one is inspiring. So I think when you inspire through your content, if you're a concert photographer or videographer, you're going to make content um, on top of what you were paid to do. So let's say like you went, um, on a weekend run, right? Like with Diplo, like I've done before, or with like Loud Luxury, I'm gonna give them like photos from that weekend and I'm also gonna give them like raw video clips, but I also might make like a, a vlog or a video that they're not like 
asking as a deliverable, mm-hmm. but I'm going out of my way to make something more inspiring for my community. I also think that your goal with this stuff isn't to go viral. And everyone is trying to play that game of like, yo, what, when am I going to hit one yeah. that's just like over a million? You really don't want to go viral with your pieces, I think, right? Because if you do go viral, okay, it's great. You get this huge influx, but let's say you've posted like four videos. They're going to, these people are going to come to your page. They're not going to probably convert to followers and they're probably not going to hang out with you because there's like, yeah, this guy or girl doesn't post like what? Yeah. There's nothing here for me, you know, but when you build up your catalog and eventually maybe one hits 10,000 or one hits 5,000, it's an amazing feeling when you look at your piece and it's like, oh, this got, you know, you see followers coming through because they're resonating with the thing that you're putting out and they see the catalog and they're like, okay, I know that Coast is going to come back tomorrow or he's going to come back in a few days and I'm going to get something else maybe along this space that I'm interested in or maybe I'll learn something from him in a week or so, you know? And most people, you aren't ready for that influx. Yeah. Most people aren't. Some of you might. Some of you like, you've I've, you've made your 100 videos, you've made your 200, you know what you're talking about, you have your brand down. But most people, when they do go viral, it's like, okay, you got a million views. Great. What, you still woke up tomorrow and it's you're in like now a frozen state because you're like, what, I got to follow it up with something crazy big. And it's like the best people will just continue to just rip at it, continue to get at bats. And instead of going viral, I think even the way that I look at the pod clips, right? Now every single pod clip gets just about 10,000 or more views. Sure. If we post a hundred of them, right? It's a million views. Yeah. Right. Is that math correct? Or is that a hundred thousand? 10,000... Zeros. We posted. No, th- you're right. A million views. Is yes. that right? Yeah. Are we positive? 10,000 uh-huh. times 100. Uh-huh. You add two zeros. Okay. 100,000, a million. Nice math, dude. <laughs> God, I failed calculus in college. Um, anyways, it's more of the cumulative that I look at totally. rather than it just being like, oh, did this single one flop? Doesn't really matter because tomorrow we're going to post another one and hopefully it does a little bit better, right? That's kind of the way I think you need to think about your own stuff. Don't be so t- attached to is this hitting a million every single time? It's such a lonely game if you get in that headspace. Yeah, totally. The next tip we have is you want to pick your platforms. Mm, pick them wisely. There are so many different social medias out there. God. What do we got? We got Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Twitter, Pinterest, LinkedIn, LinkedIn a bunch more. There's Yeah, there's tons more. Lem- um, lemonade. Yeah. All kinds of stuff. And What do you think you should focus on the most? <laughs> I think you have to play to your strengths. And I would also say that if you're really trying to take social media seriously, it can be really tempting to be on every single platform and feel like it's overwhelming if you're like, oh my God, I got to post on Instagram and TikTok and YouTube and Twitter and LinkedIn, all these. It's like, we recommend finding one or two, pick your strengths, be like, okay, I can really crush it at Instagram and TikTok. Okay, focus on that. YouTube, you know, it's longer form content. Maybe that's a little bit more of an ask, like maybe you're not there yet. Maybe you can post on YouTube shorts, but maybe not long form YouTube content yet. We're photographers and videographers, we're visual people, right? So like Instagram and TikTok is gonna be our bread and butter, but maybe you're a writer. So maybe you're gonna be posting a lot more on Twitter or and LinkedIn because it's more focused on writing. And what's crazy is it's the first time in history that you could post the same video on Instagram, repurpose it to TikTok, repurpose it to shorts, and it's still gonna have 
uh, validity on like all three of the platforms. It's still a repostable thing. No one's gonna be like, what the heck are you doing with this video? Whereas if you make like a YouTube video and you post it on TikTok, they're gonna be like, yo, why isn't it vertical for, yeah. the, for the most part? They're like, hey, what's going on here? This is wide, this platform's not meant for that. I see a trend though, dude. What is I, it? I think that long form is coming back and I wanna, I wanna pick your brain on this, okay? Whole time I was away, right? I wasn't, I was definitely going on TikTok. My TikTok time has dramatically gone down because I felt like it was a revolving door of yeah. content and it was freaking me out. I feel like you're like in everyone, I'm maybe that's listening to this, you might say, damn, you feel like you get literally sucked into this door and you can't get out. It's like, you're just vroom, 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 going to the next video, going to the next video. going, And then you look at your watch and it's like, it's been an hour and a half and yeah. I've just pissed my life away for an hour and a half. And so instead, I was been watching YouTube and I love sitting down and it feels less like icky in my opinion. I watch a 15 minute video, a 12 minute video. I really feel like I got to know this person. They put a shit ton of effort into this video. Love it, love it, getting a good story out of it. It's like got a start, a middle and an end. And it feels so much better in my opinion. And I think I think the pendulum is shifting back. Obviously, obviously short form is important. It's never gonna go away. You gotta learn how to do it. But I feel like it's shifting back to long form having a ton of, long form always had weight. I think that the weight never went away, but I think the pendulum of shifting back to long form. What I, do you think about that? I think people just have short form content fatigue. Ooh. Like I think they're Can just- Can that go away? I just think that, I remember Instagram, it was like super hot for a few years and then you're kind of like wanting something fresh I think just as humans, we're like constantly trying to evolve. So if you're consuming the same type of content over and over and over again, you're gonna search for something new. Yeah, it's really interesting. Also, yeah. also what I what I see working as well on Instagram specifically, they're really favoring this content that is shareable. And totally. there was a, there was an interview with the Instagram CEO a minute ago, and he was talking about how. Um, he was talking about how Gen Z, they're spending a majority of their time, it was ridiculous, it was like 90% or something, something very high, in stories and DMs, which means they're maybe looking at some stuff or they go on their explore page, they see a funny video, they see something they like and they send it to a friend and then they're chatting about it in the DMs. So even with the stuff that I'm making, if it gets a lot of send offs, that little arrow button, yeah. I know that it's gonna do pretty well. I'm like, I have a feeling this is already at 50 send offs, 50 shares this is going to probably be a better performing piece because people are sharing it and then they're chatting about it. Oh, blah, 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 whatever. So you want to make things, I think, on Instagram specifically right now and TikTok. Chloe's noticing on TikTok as well. If it's getting shares, yeah. it's like it's promoting it way more than the likes. You know, likes almost are a lot lower. Than, no, they are. Likes are a lot lower on the totem pole, in my opinion. I want to see, I want to see comments engaging on it and I want to see shares. It's cool to get a lot of likes on something, but if you get a lot of people commenting or yeah. a lot of people sharing your stuff, I think it's just a better way to, you know, see if, like if people are resonating with what you're posting. Yeah. Um, you also brought up YouTube and how you feel that long form is is kind of the wave and, and is gonna kind of, I guess, not like take over again, because it, it didn't leave. No, it didn't but leave, like, but like kind of take, take that, uh, t not take its identity back, but almost take this social beast back sure. and be like, yo, this, this is our thing. Like, like the podcast. I think the yes. podcasting, I love listening to pods. You can listen to them at any time of your day, on your drive, at the gym, on your lunch break. Yeah. I, 
I think that the long form stuff is is just going to win overall. And I think people are craving, uh, I think they're craving like realness. Yeah. And you can't really hide from being fake on a pod, on a YouTube video. Yeah. It's like you, you can be a totally fake person for 30 seconds. It's hard over the course of like an hour. Totally. They're going to see your, they'll see yeah. your real personality. They'll see what yeah. you're really like. I don't know. I, that's what I think. And I also think if you want to get into one of these apps, whichever one it's going to be, pick the platform. Let's say it's, let's say it's YouTube. I would go to whatever space you want to dive into, pick your top five creators and write out on each one what they do really well, what you, totally. what you like about their stuff, how long are their videos, how often are they uploading. And you can pick a few things from all of them and then go place it into your work. Pull a little bit of inspo from all the top players. Totally. And last thing we'll say along the topic of YouTube and longer form content for shorter content is creating a long form piece of content like a YouTube video or like a podcast is a hack because you can repurpose that content, right? So we make this podcast, right? It's an hour long. We can pull damn near 40 clips from every single episode that we do and post it on social. So if you can find a way to make a long form piece of content, it allows you to stay more consistent um, and just create more content because you can repurpose the long form piece of content into shorter pieces of content. Absolutely. Tip three. Okay. Big one. This is the big one. Write this down on your forehead. It's consistency. Okay. You can't expect to win, man. If you're not yeah. showing up, you're not getting at bats. That's the only way that you'll actually be able to one, get feedback from the people, from the few people in the beginning that are listening and watching. They'll tell you, they'll say, oh, I, I really like this. Or They'll ask you questions. They'll give you more content that you can actually make. You engage with those people. The more often you show up, people will begin to expect it. Totally. If you're filming in front of one little space, you have a little blue light behind you, you have a green light, whatever. When it pops up on their feed, they're going to say, oh, I like that person's video. Let me stay and watch this. It like almost kind of shocks them out of this like endless scroll to stop and kick it with you for a second, see what you have to say. And... I feel like we often hear consistency and you hear people preach like, yo, you got to post as much as you can. Like you got to post every day. If you can only post three to four times a week and that's what you're like capable of doing, do that, stay sane and stay consistent with that. If you can up it, you know, in the future, great. But if you can just start with staying consistent and being like, yo, I don't want to bite off more than I can chew. You know, I see Gary Vee posting fucking 50 million pieces of content a day. I'm not there yet. I can stay consistent with three. If I if I do seven, maybe I can do seven this week, but I could only do like one or two the following weeks. Scratch that. Make, you know, seven videos that week, but post three this week and three the next week. And the the rule of thumb is like be as consistent as you can be to where you can follow it up the following week and the following week after that. A lot of those social guru people that you guys see too, they have teams of people. They don't cut that shit. Yeah. They don't post that stuff. They don't come up with the copy for that stuff. So you can't hold yourself to that same standard of them. Especially, I hate that when they say that. They're like, you have to post every single day on all the platforms, like stop bitching, blah, blah, blah. Dude, there's like 45 people running the account. Yeah. It's very, it's very annoying because it's not true, you know, like really try it. Like we said, one to two platforms, rip it as many times as you can to continue to follow it up and get a plan. Like you gotta have a plan with this stuff. Make yeah. it, make it easy for yourself. Totally. And that's another thing is like, you want to get rid of as much friction as you can in your content creation process. If you can have your lights and tripod and camera and mic set up in the same place to where you can just turn on the lights, turn on your camera and go, like the less time it takes you from thinking of an idea, 
writing out your script and making that video and then editing it and posting it, like the less friction there is there in your process, the easier it is going to be to make more content and to stay consistent. I mean, dude, we used to, I used to take down the lights every time we'd pod. Yeah. I'd put them away in their little bags. Awful idea. Because every time we get ready to pod every week, I'd be like, oh my God, I got to yeah. take the lights out. Got to set them up. They stay up now. We're doing it every week. They stay up. We use it for our own stuff too. And I think about the little things that would add friction to me when I was filming like the 30 for 30 challenge. I had my tripod set at the exact same height. The focal length was literally taped on the camera where yeah. it needs to be for the perfect talking headshot that I wanted. I had the lav mic set up. They're always all charged, you know, even in the premiere when you're editing, I had my LUT that I was going to put on, it was already pre-saved right there, ready to rock and roll. You said this before, you do this with your type, you have your text just locked and loaded, it's dialed in. And also a Premiere file template. So every time I just copy and paste it, the bins are already organized, everything's ready to go. You want to make, I mean, dude, when you're doing 47 things in your day, yeah. you want to make that stuff not take time because it all adds up. It all adds up and at the end of the day, you're like, damn, where'd the day go? You know, and you could have got... 30 minutes back with these little tiny tasks. Totally. And even like, what time are you going to shoot at? Or mm. what time do you come up with your, you know, best ideas? Maybe you're, you know, uh, planning out in the morning, okay, from nine to 10, I can come up with ideas. And then from 10 to 11, I'm going to shoot. Or maybe you, you know, uh, use one day to plan out all your video ideas. And then the next day you shoot. But if you stay consistent at like the time of day, that's just like, okay, I know I'm doing it, less friction, less, one less thing I have to think about. And tip five is plan. You have to have a plan of attack. To. Got to, got to, for this stuff that you're going after. Because the pros, you if you just sit down and you turn on your camera and your mic's there, you're not gonna, you're not gonna just get struck by a lightning bolt of a great idea and you're just gonna start talking and like David Goggins is just gonna come into you and embody himself in your voice and like, it's just not gonna happen, right? And you're gonna get better as you practice, right? That'll help you if you stay consistent. All the other things will kind of trickle into place, but have a plan. Write out your script if you have a little bit of a script or if you're not a script person, write out your bullet points. You have to make it an effort to have some sort of system, some sort of process otherwise you're gonna fall to the systems and processes that you don't have also a tip on planning something i used to struggle with is thinking if i've talked about this before i've already talked about it i can't make another piece of content about it similar to how you might think like oh we did a podcast about it why do we need to make like a short form piece of content. But if you have an idea and you've talked about it before, you can talk about it again. You just maybe change it up a little bit. Yeah. Add some different B-roll or use a different hook. Um, just because you've talked about something before doesn't mean you can't talk about it again. Dude, the first time you posted it, nobody was listening. Exactly. Posted it again, dude. I remember there's this one video that I posted probably four times. Every time someone comments on it, I've seen this one before. I'm like, hey, shut the fuck up. Okay, just a little bit of like, keep moving on. Thanks for the comment, by the way. But it's the one where I say, oh, if you're shooting a sports video, you get a good clip, the next clip, cover the lens. That's a great tip. Totally. Every time it's posted, it still gets like insane engagement, gets over 20,000 views. And people are like, oh, this is crazy. I never even knew this was a thing. Again, like they weren't listening the first time, dude. And if you go look at a lot of the people who post excessive amounts of content, I'm talking like 10 plus things a day, um, they 
they're repurposing a lot of the same stuff yeah. from their talk, from their webinar, from all these things that they've done. It'll just be filmed a little bit different or add a different hook to the very beginning and they repurpose it and post it again. Tip six is try different types of content and see what sticks. When you're first starting out, make all different types of content. I do like podcast clips and kind of motivational stuff and maybe some gym stuff and then me teaching about cameras and then vlogs of me on the road. Like it's a bunch of different types of content and I see what works and then I lean into it a little bit more. And you wanna pay attention to your KPIs, your key performance indicators. That will tell you what's doing well and what's not. And we kind of talked about this before, but we feel like comments, shares, and saves uh, take a higher priority than views or likes. One example is when we were doing our 30 for 30 challenge, I went down close to the beach and I filmed a video talking about like, you should shoot more. Like I was just getting out there because of 30 for 30 challenge, just shooting more for fun. And I wanted to tell people like, hey, you shouldn't just pick up your camera when you're getting paid for it. Like you lose the magic of it. And so I talked to the camera, I shared that and I made some B-roll with it. And it got like 150,000 views. And I was like, wow, compared to all my other content, this resonated so much more. People were sharing it on their stories, saving it, commenting it. Like people really resonated with that. And so if I look at that, how that piece of content performed compared to my other pieces of content, it's like, okay, people really like this. I should do more of this. Yeah. So now I'm trying to incorporate more of that style of content into my, into, into your, the, into the your con- arsenal. Yeah, into my arsenal. And number seven, like you're saying, looking at these comments, right? It's community. Community is so important. Thank you guys for even being here. Appreciate you all for listening to us. But the community is everything. They're like, I, I think a lot of people mess this up, dude. Once they get a little bit, a little bit of following, a little bit of, you know, social media growth, they just forget that why they're doing all the cool shit is because of all the people totally. that were supporting them, you know? So if you want, and, and no, in the beginning, specifically, really specifically in the beginning, any person that comments, you better comment back, dude. They're going out of their way, out of their day to leave something nice on your video. You better comment back to them. I had a professor in school. I took this class on social media and he was talking about like your perceived audiences and you know how we, how we think about this digital world versus like a real person in a real situation. And when someone comments on your posts or on your Facebook, whatever he would say, right? He's like, it's like if you don't respond back, it's like you're outside, someone's walking by you and you go, Hey, what's up, Mike? You just walk by. You just keep walking. Yeah, you just keep walking by. Okay. That's what it's like when someone comments on your stuff and you don't respond back to them. They're like, dude, they're showing you love. You know, they're helping you out. They're boosting up your posts. It's like the kindest thing you can do to any creative person is leave a nice comment on their video, on their photo, whatever video. It's um so you you better go out of your way to comment back to those people, especially you can't expect just you know, your first post, why isn't anyone commenting, yeah. you know, and you're not actively engaging with other people. It, it's like a, it's a, it's a two way street, right? All of our friends that make stuff, when it pops up for me, I always try to comment on it. Yo, love this. You're doing great, sweetie. You know, try, <laughs> try to leave some love, dude. Trying to leave some love. Help out that algo. Algo boost. Yeah. <laughs> Thumbs up. Like, comment, save. Live, comment, save. I sent it off to myself. Every time you post something, I send it to myself, just so you know. Dude. Thanks, Appreciate man. you. I got um, you. Just trying to help. Speaking of community, hmm. I wasn't going to talk about this, but this might be a good chance to bring up the creator trip that we're working on. Oh, dude. Yes. Because we need to figure out what the rocks want to do. Okay. So Kostas came to me with his idea and he was like, yo, we should go on like a destination trip. So this trip company came to us and they gave us a bunch of options, right? 
I think, okay. Well, we so we sent out a survey. Oh, we sent out the survey, yes. And we got a lot of you guys wanting to go um, different places inside the US and then a few outside of the US. In the top three though was Iceland. Mm. And then another in the top 10 was like Alaska and Yosemite? Yellowstone and Yosemite. Yeah. Um, so we were looking at this and we we're like, okay, I think we should either go to, maybe we stay local and we go to Alaska or we go to Yellowstone. Those would be two really cool options. And pricing for those would be around $2,000, mm. not including flights. But then we saw Iceland <laughs> and me, Chase and Braden have never God. been to Iceland. And it was in your guys' top three. Mm. Just so you guys are aware, an Iceland trip without a flight is going to be about $3,500. It's pricey, but... With the flight, probably an extra grand, 800 right? to a grand. That's what I was thinking. So all in, I would say we're going to be close to like 4500 potentially even close to $5,000. So we really want your guys' opinion because like we're going to make this happen. It's going to be around July or August, but we need to know... If you guys want to do a full send to Iceland mm. or if the $4,500 all in, $3,500 without a flight is a little too pricey for you guys yeah, and you guys would like us to stay more local. Because we'll, we'll do whatever. We're going to do one of these. Yeah. We're for sure going to send a trip. I believe there's only room for like, what, 10 people? 10 I've, to 12 people max? Yeah, something like it, that. It's a small group thing, right? We're but gonna, we need at least eight people to commit. To commit to going, and we can actually make a trip happen. Yeah. And I I personally, I think we got to go to Iceland Rocks. And so, like, the girl was trying to kind of talk us into going a little local, and I'm like, dude, let's go for the let's moon. Let's send it. Yeah, let's go. We've never been. We'd have so much fun. We'd get up to some crazy shit in Iceland, I bet. Yeah, so if you guys are, like, down to do a creator trip and have us be with us for, like, Probably a week, right? Five, six yeah, days. Like five, six days. Yeah. Go to Iceland. We'll teach you guys some stuff. We'll, we'll hang vlog, out, dude. Come on. Shoot some awesome stuff. God, I think so it would fun. be a ton of fun. Um, but we need to know if like you guys would actually be down to commit and if that is in your guys' budget. Cause I think it would be like a fucking amazing. Shoot time. us a DM comment, yeah. say, say, hey, trip nation, baby. Yeah. This is I, I'm a rock that wants to go on a trip. Yeah. Let's <laughs> know. Um, but if we go on the trip, we know it's gonna be great. But when you're creating social media, you should have like no expectations going into it. No with expectations. With the trip, it's gonna be sick. Yeah, but but, but with, with social, social media, zero expectations. So tip number eight is create with zero expectations slash disconnect from your content and detach from the numbers, which is easier said than done, but totally it's it's so necessary. Rick Rubin had something on the Huberman pod and he was saying how uh, when you create stuff if, and you do leave it without any expectation, no attachment to the thing, it's just like a diary entry. Like whatever you're going through in that moment, whatever you're feeling, whatever's happened in your life, that is what, you know, you came out of it with. Not, oh, this has to get this certain amount of numbers because then you're putting all these external factors on the thing and you make different stuff. You totally. make completely different work when you have all these external, you know, pressures that you're putting on yourself that this has to hit this numbers. If it doesn't get this many likes, I'm going to delete it which is something that a lot of people still do. A lot of people still do that, you know? So try when you're making these things, especially on, you know, first off the bat, make like a hundred things, dude. Yeah. Make like a hundred pieces and just see what the deal is. Who's commenting, who's coming back to you, who, who's actively, who are you actively talking to in the DMs? People will tell you what they enjoy. Dude, shout out to you guys that text us about the pod. It's really helpful for us. If you hate something, you guys tell us, even though I didn't ask for that, <laughs> you know, even though I didn't ask. Yeah. Like, yeah, I didn't like this one. I'm like, huh. Interesting. Interesting. Well, 
It's a really nice point. Well, I liked it. It's a really good point, Diane. Um, no, but they, dude, people chat with the people that are watching your things. If it gets yeah. five likes, if it gets 500 likes, you know, and do not, do not just attach yourself. to so, dude, it's a lonely game. If you do that, you're going to burn out with that. It gets and old quick. I also think that like, if you are personally attached to your content, like your insecurities and your self-esteem issues are going to hinder you from creating the content. Like, if a video underperforms, you're looking at it as, oh, this video didn't perform because people didn't because people don't like me. And that's not the case. The video didn't perform just because it was not a great social piece of content. Going off of our like self-esteem issues, which we all have. Everybody. Right? But it's to the littlest things is like, oh, I don't have the right background, or like I don't have the newest camera, or I haven't been doing photography or video long enough to be teaching about it. Like you start where you are and you progress as you go. I was making TikToks in my mom's bathroom because I didn't have, yeah. I didn't want to do it in my my little high school my high school room. It was kind of weird. So I was like, screw it, I'm just gonna do it in the bathroom. Echoey as shit. Sounded awful. It was on my iPhone with the flash on. Yeah, it's terrible. It looked yellow light. It what like what can you do? But it didn't matter because I just started making them. And then as you go, if you go to any big creator, you go to video one. It sucked. It was terrible, right? For everybody. Yeah. Obviously, you know, like that's just how it goes. You're I, not supposed to be rock star day one. Yeah. I also think people might look at us and be like, "You guys are shooting on a really nice camera. You have two really nice lights. You live in a nice apartment. You have a good set." Like easy for you to say because you have all the nice gear. I regret not filming myself more when I was first starting out because it's really cool to see your progress. Yeah, really cool to see the progression. So it's good for the documentary too. Exactly, dude. <laughs> Number nine, okay? Build a brand, do not just build on trends. Yeah. This is a big one, dude. This is a big one. Uh, because if, you, if you're posting all these trends, there's no depth to you exactly. as a creative person. It's, it, it, I'd argue also, it's just not art. It's not yeah. art if you're just following these trends. And I don't think it's debatable, right? But if, you, if you're pulling from all these different places and you've really done your 10,000 hours, you've worked it this hard, and you make things that strike you, things that are compelling to you, things that you see you want to talk about, that's art, baby. You know, that's stuff that'll like move and push the space further. And we don't have enough of it, I don't think. Totally. Right I think there's a lot, there's a shit ton of copycatting going on right now. It's sad, but I think people are starting to really start to push it forward. The one thing about trends though is like, don't cut them out completely. Totally. I think you can use them in a strategic way. It can be part of your content strategy mm -hmm. because let's say you do do a trend yeah. and it goes viral and okay, now you build some awareness. A little bit you of know, momentum. And, and you have people discover you and then, okay, he posts trends. I like his stuff. I'm going to click his page. Oh, he posts some other type of content. Mm. It allows you to get awareness. I was watching the Mid Convo podcast okay. though with uh, Paul and Ed Lee. Shout and, out. and Ed Lee said this really cool thing. He said, you want to think of high effort and low effort content. Mm. And he said every time he was going to make a social piece of content, it was so high effort. He was trying to make a movie with every Instagram reel. He said he's trying to find a balance between high effort content and low effort content. And the low effort content can be a trend. We mm. talked about consistency, it's so important. Like maybe you don't have the motivation to create a super high effort piece of content today, mm. but you still wanna stay consistent. So I think that's where you can utilize trends. I think it is a balance though. It's, yeah. it's a balance of like, you don't, you don't want all your content to be trends. 
right? Because there's just not, there isn't depth there, I don't yeah. think, right? But if you have all these really cool videos, you have a couple, like you said, for awareness, you pop a seven second sound that's really trending. It goes, it's in your niche. It's in photo video. A lot of people see it, maybe a brand season. They're like, yeah. oh, boom, let me go, let me go message them because I saw this little video that had a bunch of views, a bunch of likes, a bunch of comments, but maybe it's relatable. Totally. Something relatable that's short, you know? And if you do too much high effort content, you run the risk of burning out. Yeah, totally, totally. Number 10, become nicheless. Ooh. Share all of your interests, dude. Totally. This is a big one, okay? And I, I think this has shifted a lot from when, maybe when we first did the pod, we might've given you advice and said like, go so narrow on your niche. Because that's what I think everyone used to say in the space. It was like, go so narrow on one thing and that's all you do. That's like you hammer it, you beat it until it's, until it's gone, right? Whereas I think now we want more as, as humans, as people that we're scrolling, we want to see like, oh, do, what else do you do on the sides besides this little thing? And you're, you're putting all kinds of different, th we're showing you so many more aspects of our lives than just, this is me with the camera. Exactly. You know? I will say, I feel like you want to be nicheless because you're interested as humans. Mm. We're all multidimensional. We're not just interested in one thing. I think a lot of people who listen to this podcast are photographers and videographers. I think that's going to be your main thing, right? Totally. The main thing you're going to make content about is photography or video. But that's not all you have to talk about. If you have different interests, if you like to cook, if you like to, if you're training for a marathon. Yeah, I'm running. If, <laughs> oh yeah. Like, if you're training for you a know, marathon. If, if, I just feel like as humans, we're interested in so many different things and don't be afraid to bring that into your content. Don't feel like you need to pigeonhole yourself into just one type of content that you're making like um don't pigeon your hole dude don't pigeon your hole dude but <laughs> i yeah. show the fish tank man exactly it's everything's dead in it right now i can't been, it's been, not looking great i've been showing it fish are still alive everything else is dead it's great yeah. but and the the people that you guys all love they don't just talk about one thing normally right exactly it's like they're they're bringing up other things they maybe they got a dog that they like maybe they got places that they go travel to play you know food that they cook they cook mean steaks yeah you know you never know Every, everybody's got something one of my favorite creators is life of riley and he's oh. a stunt driver okay and he shoots on a leica and he just travels and he makes really awesome photographs and he's a photographer but he's also a stunt driver but he also likes to cook steaks and he has a golden retriever and he likes to he likes to make negronis and like all of these different things like he's a photographer that's his main thing but he brings all these different all, he brings all of his different interests into his brand and it makes him more interesting of a person and you're like oh he doesn't just do photography because he's also making a steak and skiing and he's awesome i think and i want to be like him totally, and i want him on the podcast totally. <laughs> i think you'd also uh, as people like if they're like an, if it's like an onion right and you're peeling back these yes. little layers okay you're a videographer you're a photographer uh, but maybe you know maybe you maybe you went through something traumatic as a child whatever as you share more about yourself you attract different types of people to your thing you know what maybe there's a there's some filmmakers out there that are like triathletes couldn't be me um but that is uh that's crazy I, i'm gonna stick with it just barely can do the running thing dude it's gonna kill me but 
that's something that other people gravitate onto. They're like, oh, I love to do biking, cycling, swimming, blah, blah, blah. Biking, cycling, swimming, biking, cycling is the same thing. Biking, running, and swimming, you know? I want to do all three of those things. I'm inspired by that, and I also am a filmmaker. I'm also yeah. a photographer. Uh, and so as you peel back those layers to yourself, you unveil a whole new group of people that you can attract. It also, I think it becomes more broad in the people that will come to you. It's not just, not just people with a camera. It's like, oh, maybe that's just a person that runs. And they're like, oh, you just happen to take cool pictures and shit. I don't really care about that. I'm yeah. more like interested in the running stuff. But yeah, kudos to you. I also think it's cool when someone finds you for one thing and then they're also interested in this like other niche thing that you like. Mm. I remember Peter McKinnon, he's making, you know, all these videos about photography and then he made a video about his everyday carry like what he keeps in his pockets mm. and he's like you know i don't know if any of you guys are going to be interested in this but this is the kind of content i like and this is what i'm interested in so like i want to make a video about it because i like it and then you get people who enjoy not only photography but like that niche type of content you're like oh i'm into that too now i like peter even more because i like his photography and he does everyday carry videos yeah totally number 11 is to position yourself as an expert now how do you do this though in the beginning when you might not be you might not be at level 10 you might be at level three level four on the on the scale of things that you know so I think you have to keep in mind that everybody's always learning. There's always gonna be people that know more than you, but there's also gonna always be people who know less than you. We've talked about this before, how you're like, if you wanna be a filmmaker and you're thinking of yourself as like an aspiring filmmaker, like you're not a filmmaker, you gotta think of yourself as a filmmaker, drop the aspiring, you are now a filmmaker, you are that. So if you don't feel like you're necessarily a quote unquote expert in your field, let's just take photography, right? Like study more content, learn more about it, and understand that like, if you've done some shoots and you've had experience, you have knowledge to share and experience to talk about that other people might not. Maybe you're not at the top of the game, but you're ahead of some people and you have knowledge to share. An example of this is like Keith Lee, dude. Okay? Yes. Keith, Keith Lee's making these funny food reviews. They're awesome, very, very entertaining. Uh, but people are like, yo, this is world, world renowned chef Keith Lee. You know, he's giving, he's giving you these food reviews. They thought of it as an expert. He didn't go to culinary school. He just, he's just a, a foodie, you know? Dude, he was an MMA fighter. MMA fighter, there you go. And then he switched to making food reviews in his car and it's like, you just trust him because He's thinking of himself as an expert. Totally. So now you're also like, you're like I got to trust this guy's taste buds because- Trust like, in his gut. Yeah. Let's go. Exactly. Number 12, perfect is out, relatable is in. Oh, what else is out and what else is in, dude? God, dude, we're just letting him know. For your life, okay, for 2024, what's out and what's in? What is out is- You know what's in for you? Huh. Hoodies without drawstrings. Hoodies without drawstrings. Drawstrings are, they're very in. I don't know what else is out though. I, I haven't, I didn't really think a lot you know of. What out, you know what's out for you? Tell me. Journaling on your iPad. That's out. That is out. I'm back, I'm back to the pen and paper, baby. Yeah. Got two of them. Can't wait to dive into them, dude. I think right now specifically on social, at least what I see, people are tired of the perfect yeah the perfect life the perfect everything you want more we want more relatability we want more realness out of the people that we're following i think it's big people shouldn't try to like fake being authentic that's definitely bad okay but this perfect this idea of perfect life perfect everything like nothing's ever messed up is is not in for sure that is yeah. is gone gone with the wind we're, we're out of that do you even you even see it with content like the even the influencer content has totally shifted they're doing more of those like photo dumps that are just like kind of candid and shit. It's not like as 
is staged and it's polished, which is very interesting. It, it's like it's it's socialist seen such a huge shift, I feel like, in the last year. Yeah, the photo dumps are interesting because it's almost like the less aesthetic you can make it <laughs> is like the more aesthetic it is so to Gen weird. Z. It's so, so it weird, is so weird. Dude. But like I think of someone like Casey Neistat, okay. right? Like he was so relatable. At some point he was like extreme he is extremely rich, but he was making a ton of money off of YouTube, but you never thought of him as this like super rich, crazy successful filmmaker. He was just like this relatable guy on YouTube who was eating dollar pizza in Manhattan. Like he was making really relatable content and even his like camera angles, like it, nothing was perfect about yeah. it. It was just, it was more relatable, which is why he was able to build such a deep audience. Like he didn't color grade the stuff. Exactly. There, there wasn't like this crazy sound designer going nuts. Yeah. And you know, the the camera, like sometimes he would change the shot and he'd like hold onto the camera for an extra second. It was so fun, dude. God, I miss his videos so much, like every single day. I know. God, what it's, a, all, it's such a treat whenever you see that he posts a new video. Oh God, maybe tomorrow we'll get lucky. Yeah. What's number 13? Tip number 13, you have to make it a priority if you want to grow. I think someone who I've been personally inspired by, a close friend of ours, Jayhawk, I see him having a full-time job also ripping full length YouTube videos and short form content. And it's just because he's making it a priority. Like if you wanna grow on social and you wanna be successful, you just have to make it a priority. And sometimes you're gonna have to sacrifice stuff. Maybe this weekend you can't go out with friends or maybe if you go out, maybe you can't drink because you don't wanna be hung over the next day and you wanna, you, you can still go out on Saturday, but maybe you're not staying out till 2 a.m. Maybe you're coming home at 12 so that you can get a good night's rest and you can create content the next day. And it's like, how bad do you want it, man? Totally. How bad do you want it? Are you setting, the are you setting aside the time? Are you writing up your scripts on Monday so you can film on Tuesday and on Wednesday? Are you editing on Thursday? Are you batching stuff? You have to have a system for those things or you're just going to fail, you know? I definitely run into this of making up excuses why I haven't, you know, grown as much as I want. And if you really audit your life and you look at what you're spending your time doing and be honest with yourself, are you making content a priority? Are you making social media a priority? If you're not and you don't care about growing, that's fine. But if you're like, I really wanna grow, but you're only posting a video, you know, once a week, twice a week, you're making content only when you feel like it and it's not your number one priority, like, and you're complaining that you're not growing, I don't wanna talk to you because you're making excuses for yourself and sometimes you just have to be honest with yourself, telling yourself or seeing how much effort you actually are putting in and be honest with yourself and I feel like we can always all put more, but I bet you if you're not seeing the success that you wanna see, it's because you're not making it a priority. I completely agree. Number 14 is you gotta collaborate with others, man. Totally. If you wanna go fast, you go alone. You wanna go far, you go together. You go with the rocks, okay? You are so much more powerful as a group, dude. If you got a buddy, you got a buddy who's also doing this stuff, you don't even have to be in the same state as them. You can make a group chat, comment down below for your accountability, buddy. You know, get, get a buddy you're talking to. Hey, I'm gonna go make this this week. This is what I'm planning on. What are you planning on? doing and you can keep each other accountable because you're so much stronger as a group you can even like we help each other film stuff yeah all the time you know i've, I've helped you film a lot of really sick brand deals 
probably some of your best ones. And it's, it's fun though, because it's like without, without you helping me film stuff, it just isn't the same. You don't have the higher level of stuff. You don't have someone like a real person that knows how to use a camera, helping you out, make, make the things or take your photo. We've all been on a trip. Got a buddy, right? Maybe wants to take some photos with you. Yeah. Maybe never used a camera. You get yeah. the camera back and it's like all crooked and shit. And you're like, that's great. I'm not getting my picture, but I know my buddy just got a heater because yeah. I'm nice with the camera yeah. and it's so depressing. Another great thing about collaboration is you get to tap into somebody else's audience. Mm. We have this podcast together. Someone might find you from a reel or a TikTok that you post about some Lakers stuff. They find our podcast, then they find me and now they start consuming my content. We also have guests on this podcast. We've had Jayhawk on. I would bet that someone was following Jayhawk, listened to his episode, liked our podcast, and has maybe listened to at least one other podcast. Collaborating with other people allows you to tap into other people's audience. And when you're collabing, it should be with people who have similar interests as you and like are making similar types of content. Like I'm probably not gonna collab with a painter. Okay. Maybe. Just hate painters. I love painters, but it's like, maybe that doesn't align with what I do. Like I feel like mm. to get more benefit out of collabing from both parties. Totally. It makes more sense for me to collab with a, a photographer. Than, or a videographer, yeah. Than a bowler. Okay, yeah, you know? than a bowler. Yeah, sure. Number 15, storytelling is key. You know, Braden, it really is because facts tell and stories sell. Come on, dude. That's what I'm talking about. Listen, okay. Don't talk about what it's made of. Just show them, dude. You don't. You got to show, not tell. Okay. You don't. You don't got to be like today. We're going to be going doing this, 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 and this. Look at everything that you're doing and figure out how you can tell a story either with your day, with the little piece of content that you're doing. I. This is a good example of a little a little storytelling piece I made a little bit ago. Okay. This is a great example. There was this. There was this kid who had a sign a Laker game and he drove. He like flew fifteen thousand miles, something ridiculous, other side of the world to come to the Laker game. Okay. So I go get a clip of the kid in LeBron. You can see that wide. You can see the kid in LeBron. Next cut, it's like a five cut thing. The second cut is the kid closer up, like a medium shot, like 50 mil, pretty close up. You're now establishing this is the second character in the thing. He's holding the sign and he's looking like, God, he's just like, come on, dude, please come up to me. Please come up to me and sign this thing. Third shot, now I'm on the other side and you can see the kid just going crazy behind like LeBron as he's warming up. The fourth shot, LeBron sees it. The fifth shot, he's up there signing. The sixth shot is, is like the reaction of like, oh my God, he signed the thing. You know, it's like, I don't even have to say this person did this, this, and this, and this. You can see it. You can see the yeah. sign says, this is how many miles I flew to be there. You're getting like more context behind it for who's the player that they're trying to talk to. And I think a lot of people don't do this well. They they don't have to, like you're, a lot of people that vlog specifically don't do this well. Yeah. They're like, hey, today we're going to go do this. It's just not as interesting. Casey did like the best, the most insane job of that. He'd set you up. We'd have some sort of conflict that we'd have to resolve. There'd be a resolution at the end of the day. Or he would tell us about a, you know, a thing that was on his mind. And throughout the day, throughout his whole 20 or you know, 16 hour day, we would chip away at little things that made sense of the of the point that he he struck at us in the beginning of about confidence or about whatever, whatever it was that day. And throughout the video, we're kind of peeling back layers of him proving his point of why he thinks a certain way about said thing. And it's like, it's provoking to you. It keeps it like, oh, I wonder what he's gonna say next. And it's like, oh, okay. And then it maybe makes you think a little bit different about the thing. And at the end of it, it's like, that's what I'll leave you with. And you're like, God, did it again. The classic example is Nike. Yeah. They don't talk about what materials their shoes are made out of. 
they talk about how you're going to feel when you're running them. When mm-hmm. you're running the marathon, why did you buy a pair of Nikes? Because you're trying to be in a pair of Nikes running the marathon. You're not going to go buy a pair of Adidas. Like never. they tell better stories. I would never buy a with pair of their Adidas products. Shoes. Never. I'm a check. I'm a, I'm a checks, not stripes guy. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> um, and you know, I will say like certain pieces of content, it's maybe a little bit more difficult to think about and create a story and narrative around it. But there is a story in every piece of content. Mm-hmm. Um, is that right? Is there, there's this piece of story. There is a story that can be told in every piece of content. I completely agree. Do you yeah. have Do you have any tips that we can leave the rocks with today? Okay. I think some of these we may have touched on, but we're just going to rapid fire. So these are just like kind of specific tips okay. for social media. We talked about you want to create shareable and savable content. You want to show your face, your personality, and talk on camera. We talked about insecurities can can make it hard to record, but like if you don't show your face and and speak with your voice, it makes it hard for people to really um, get to know you. I think you're also just leaving bread on the table totally. as a creator by not showing your face. Yeah, we get that question a lot, dude. I see it. Do I have to make content as a as a videographer, dude? There's so many DPs, so many producers, whatever. They don't make anything. They still have like very successful careers. Yeah. I just think you're leaving so much bread on the table and so much room for your career to blossom. There's so many other things that'll come from it later on down the line when you're maybe not making the thing just from the connections that you'll make on social or from there's been so many instances where someone random has seen a video. Yeah. Followed me and I'm like, whoa, no way. Let's like you start a conversation with them. Yeah. That gate is never going to be opened unless you are making some videos or posting photos or making totally. graphics. Totally agree. You know, um, I will say video content is the wave. I think that photos are kind of making their place back into your potential social media strategy with like photo dumps like we talked about. But I think video is so highly favored that it should be a main focus in your social media strategy. Speaking of videos, you need a hook Mm. And you need the first few seconds of your video to be super captivating on short form content. First second or two seconds of your video need to be captivating. YouTube, you might have like five to 10 seconds because people are expecting a longer form piece of content. But that hook, you got to be captivating. Yeah, start some series. Give people something to look forward to. Totally. Tip Tuesday, whatever whatever the thing's going to be for you. Have something that you can have reoccurring every single week to be like, Boom, you know, this is really helpful. Film everything you do so you can use it as B-roll later. You want to have an archive Mm. of photos and videos of you. Something that I want to start creating, talking about low effort pieces of content, is just like filming myself throughout the week. And you can either put a voiceover or use text on screen and, you know, take a trending sound or some sort of sound. And it's like, okay, now I have like a vlog type of content. It was relatively low effort because I can just film a bunch of stuff throughout the week and Mm. splice together a video on Sundays. If you're not filming yourself a ton, just doing your everyday mundane tasks or filming yourself in the process, like film yourself when you're writing out your ideas for your videos. Like maybe you can use that B-roll later on. If you want to get more story views, something that you can do is you can let your stories all expire and then start with your face. Okay. Start with your face in the screen, talking to the camera, whatever it's going to be. People will actually be more willing to probably watch, see what you have to say. 
then they'll move on to the next, you know, the next piece. Maybe put like a poll or how you can like mm. the slider where you can yeah. rank it. So it gives people more engagement, you yes. know, and, and Instagram will favor that stuff. If you have a poll, even uh, like when I was, um, I, I do that a lot. I'll start with a, I'll start with a poll of some sort. People will vote on it. And then the next one gets way more views because totally. way more people, it, it boosts it out to way more yeah. people. And then the last tip is just have captions on your videos. Super interesting. Tell me. My uncle is deaf. One of my uncles is deaf. Okay. And I was with him on Christmas Eve and he was saying how much he appreciates when we put out our podcast clips that they have captions on them. Because he's like, sometimes I'm going on Instagram and Instagram is different than TikTok where TikTok, when you open the app, you can hear the sound immediately. When you open up Instagram, the sound isn't on. So a lot of times people are scrolling on Instagram with the sound off. So he's like, if I'm watching a video of someone, I want to be able to see what they're saying. But I, if there's no captions, I don't know what they're saying. And I think just having captions is taps into another sense and um, helps your videos. I love that, dude. Hey, this is episode 93. Damn. God, we're so close to 100. So close to season three. So many big things planned. Shout out to Leisure sponsoring this pod. Copa Leisure down below. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in. Please hit that subscribe button. Leave us a like. Drop a comment. You need an accountability rock. And we'll see you guys on the next video. Peace. Peace.